Ladies and gentlemen, the wait is finally over. It is Labor Day weekend Sunday. The Knowles have traveled to New Orleans to take on the Bayou Bengals in a new and improved and somewhat Cajun Bayou Brian Kelly. And folks, here is our prediction. A quickie, 10 12 minutes, but let's get this ball rolling. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good morning in the morning. Mainly I would do the morning, afternoon, and evening, but we don't have time for that because today is finally game day. LSU, Florida State. Dave, you're still muted. You're still hyped. We're too hyped to even fix everything else. But Dave, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing great, Craig. Uh, last week didn't really feel like a game day because that was a fake game. This is a real one. This is big boy football. Yeah, I'm about to head over to brunch actually after we're done recording this and then getting ready for the festivities for the rest of the day. But folks, we are here to talk about the LSU Tigers versus the R Florida State Seminoles. As you hopefully watched earlier, we had Caroline Fenton on earlier in the week. Well, I was on Caroline's show for Lockdown LSU. We dropped the show yesterday. Hopefully, you're able to catch up on that for a deeper review. But, Dave, we need Dave's thoughts. We always need Dave's opinion on everything here. So, Dave, kick us off, preview, or and also prediction. Drake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why Florida State's going to win this game. If you listen to anybody who will talk to you about LSU football, they'll tell you about how good this defensive line is. And I'm here to tell you it's not. This is not that good of a defensive line. It's not one of the best ones we'll face this year. It's maybe average. Uh, B.J. Ojolari, great defensive lineman for LSU. Everyone else, eh, all right. Um, everyone on LSU's defensive line, if you go look at their PFF grades, what they're best at is pass rush. And pass rush is what our offensive line does better than the other thing. Like, we're not great at run blocking. We're actually terrible at it, and we were last year. Um, so that's, I guess, strength on strength. And I would rather it be that than the other way around than them be great at pass rushing and we just be terrible at pass blocking. That's not the case. Um, obviously, we're going to learn a lot about this offensive line in this game. Is pass blocking really what they're best at? Is that defensive line much better at pass rush than their, uh, than you would think from them getting most of their uh, most of their positive grade coming against like FCS schools and uh lower g5 schools because that's the case for lsu most of their production has come against lesser schools like uh i forgot who it was like central michigan and mcneese games like that so i'm about to say one of their defensive linemen i think had like i think total for the entire year seven sacks but he had like five sacks in that game which listen right. we were complaining last week about how jared verse didn't have a, a sack party against uh duquesne but overall like it's you need to go deeper deeper into the numbers to see actually how this defensive line actually is they're very good they're also very young. They have potential to be elite by the end of the year, but this is the beginning of the year, not the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, right, and that matters because what they're not good at is run blocking, and what we are good at is running the football. Uh, you saw what we did last week. We had three guys go for triple figures. Obviously, that was against Duquesne. Tell you what, man, if they're not good at run blocking and we're good at running it, whether we're good at run blocking or not, I could see this being a game where Jordan Travis goes off and we have – you know, I don't know which one of the running backs, but one of them popped for 150. Like this could be one of those games where we rush for 250, 300 yards, even though we probably shouldn't because it's supposed to be a good defensive line. 
That's the key to this game. We run the ball down their throats. We win this game. I completely agree with that. I think that's mainly where the focus of the attack should be. Now, Dave, we're going to go a little bit deeper with the lines because, as you folks know, we are sponsored by our good friends over at BetOnline.net, and the line has continued to move as of this morning. Yep. Right now, FSU is a four-point underdog to the Louisiana State Tigers, and I think primarily what we need to look at this game for is, Dave, I do agree with you, but I've rewatched the Duquesne time several times. Sorry, the Duquesne tape several times since we, we last recorded. And I'm a little more lower, actually, after some of our commenters, they point out how I praise Bless Harris, then watch tape, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he didn't play uh, all that great. So this offensive line does give me a little bit of concern because while the LSU defensive line, they haven't grayed out great. Uh, great. They're all super young, either freshmen or sophomores. I think Ojolari and Gay are the only ones that are actually our upperclassmen. And they also play in the SEC West primarily. And we know how strong and talented the SEC offensive lines overall are. To me, this is going to go more to if we're able to hit the bigger chunk plays. And also if we can somehow contain both Kayshawn Butte, the top 10 wide receiver from the LSU, and Malik Neighbors on the outside. Look, Treshawn Ward last year averaged 3.7 yards after contact. Jordan Travis averaged 3.39. If that defensive line of LSUs cannot get either of those guys on the ground at the line of scrimmage, we're going to have a field day on the ground. The passing game will be open because of the running game, and so the pass blocking won't matter quite so much because they're not going to be able to rush so many passers and be as aggressive. So that's my key to this game. You don't get Jordan Travis or Treshawn Ward uh, or Trey Benson on the ground at the line of scrimmage or really close to it. That's the end of the game. Um, I like FSU uh, to win this game. I like FSU to win this game by, let's call it six six points six really? point win so Damn. i'll say 36 30 you'll say 36 30 so i said on lockdown all series we got that was 31 to 28 i think this is going to be a race to 30 aka 13 going on 30 for jordan travis since he's number 13 um it's really hard for me to pick on this game i've been kind of flip-flopping back and forth but after seeing basically we're folks as, we're, as you know we're recording this on sunday morning we've watched all the games yesterday we saw Crystal ball and how Weird. Miami handled Bethune Cooking 70 to 14. And then you see the what happened over in Gainesville with AR with Anthony Richardson actually basically being what me and David have been saying for the past two years how how sky high his potential is. Yeah. So to me, this is a game that with Mike Norvell, he needs to show out. And it's getting to the point now where if he doesn't at least probably keep it super close, like a one point win or even win by six, like David's saying, there's going to be a lot of people upset out there in the fan base, even though this team is extremely talented. That being said, I do agree with Dave. I think this team is talented enough to win this game. We do bring back Amarion Cooper, as far as we know for right now, as cornerback one, so we can actually rotate yep. Jerry and Jones, Greedy Vance to come in and out as well. Kevin Knowles isn't going to be asked to do as much because Kevin Knowles, I have high hopes for him, but he was our worst graded out defender last week. And then Johnny Wilson, apparently, he got the rolled up ankle on the big 51-yard play. To me, this will come down to basically if we're able to contain Jane Daniels. And by contain, I know he's not the great of a passer. We discussed that ad nauseum on here. If we're able to contain him and actually, because we saw last year with Syracuse with Garrett Schrader, we didn't respect his legs at all. And he ran for almost 100 yards against us. If we're able to prevent Jane Daniels from extending the plays for his wide receivers, because eventually they will get open. If we're able to contain him, prevent him from extending the plays. I see FSU winning this game. And also... For those gamblers out there, you see below bound lines FSU plus four. Mike Norvell is undefeated against the spread against Mike, against Brian Kelly. 
So for those of you LSU fans out there, take the plus four because when we do beat your ass, it'll make you feel better at the end of the day. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you just you just said something that there's a lot of reasons why I think Florida State's going to win this game. I, I, I really do feel very good about this. I don't have the same sense of nerves that I have going into a lot of games. Brian Kelly has an awful lot to fix there at LSU. He has a lot of... Um, talented roster, though. Very, very talented roster. Very talented roster, but he has a lot... I mean, first of all, he has to install his system... He has to install the basics there at LSU because that's what Creole so he can speak, you know, with everybody else because right. he's got the Cajun accent already. Right. Um, but what he doesn't have to work with is the better quarterback in this game. And I, I will almost always, with with a few exceptions, take the team with the markedly better quarterback of the two. In my eyes, Jordan Travis is a markedly better quarterback than Jaden Daniels, who has done nothing but gotten worse every single day since his freshman year. When he had a very good season since then it's been eh. so I like Jordan Travis and Florida State in this one. Um, you <laughs> Brian Kelly, um, he's in for a rude awakening about what I think it's like to just have to start over and not be at the same school for 15 years and just kind of ride on the coattails of really good recruiting classes you've built up. It's only had one at LSU and it was a short one. Um, so I, I just I don't trust it. If this isn't the game, if this isn't the primetime game that Mike Norvell is going to make his statement here at Florida State, you just wonder how many games there's going to be left. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to win this one. I agree with that. I think this will be the most calm that I think it's come into yep. actually probably for a game. Even against Duquesne, I'm like, yeah, we're going to be fine. This isn't like a Jacksonville State kind of situation where I got to like clutch my pearls every time I see them having <laughs> the ball. To me, this is going to be it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a good game. But Dave, before we go, let's give our you know our fans out there one player to look at on each side of the ball with offense and defense. Who do you think is going to be probably the X factor for each each um uh, each position group? Not each position group, sorry. Each side of the ball heading into this game. Okay, so on the defensive side, um, oof, it's it's probably. If you're you able to, you don't, you don't have to go like you know super creative. You can be, okay. You can, you can be talk. It's okay. If, if you're able, be, I'll be creative for you, my guy. I got you. If if you can knock. Uh, Jaden Daniels off his spot on defense. I think I think probably that's gonna that's gonna take their defense their offense out of sync the whole game. Uh, so it's gonna be one of the defensive linemen. You wonder if this is gonna be the Jared Burst game because if uh, you, we all thought it was gonna be against Duquesne, so this just seems like a natural fit as a game that somebody like him, who's a true pass rush kind of specialist, will at this point in his career will be able to show out against against uh, LSU's offensive line. I love that matchup for him um, on the offensive side of the ball. Let's call it Trey Benson. Same story, right? Like we thought he was going to emerge as the clear cut number one running back. This is a game where I think the running backs should feast. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to run it down LSU's throat. Like I said, I think this is a game where he could finally make it, you know, make a statement for himself as the lead back for Florida state and have one of those 150 yard games. I like that a lot, actually. I do think Trey Benson going to do well. I think for the offensive side of the ball, though, because we didn't see enough of it with the game planning last week because it was very vanilla um, the vanilla game plan against Duquesne. I'm going to go with Micah Pittman because I think Micah Pittman's actually going to be – they're going to be a lot of focus on Johnny Wilson because of his size. Ontario Wilson, who also is healthy and back, should be on the outside. And then we're going to have you know Malik McClain, Duspan. But Micah Pittman's going to be probably your most consistent and targeted wide receiver in this offense. Like I said, to me, that kid's going to be used like baby Debo Samuel with the Niners right now. And the linebacking core for LSU, it's decent. But to me, him being shifty, him being have that having, having that pit bull, you know, dog mentality, that's something we want to target all the time. And then I could go with Duke Cooper because he's going to have to cover the best wide receiver probably we'll see all season. But 
I'm gonna go with Tatum Bethune because another That's transfer true. primarily because we saw last week we finally have a sideline and sideline backer actually in this defense, and he's also gonna be helping out with Cam Deloach a lot. And to me, Tatum Bethune, this might be the Jermaine Johnson game that you know, sorry, the Jermaine Johnson, you know, Miami game last year where you kind of impose your will against quarterback. And to me, I think Tatum Bethune is that guy. And quite honestly, it'd be great to see a kind of a tra- another transfer probably you know be that much of a diamond in the rough for us. Yeah, it's funny. That was my second pick there also. And I think I, I think uh I think the one question I have for you, and dude, I just feel good. I feel the energy. It's game day, and I feel like this is a winning game day. But um run pass split. What do you think we're gonna end up saying? Um, with these think probably 65 running, 35 passing. Yeah, that, that feels about right. Like two thirds to one third. And I was on Max's uh, seminal executive brief earlier this week, and like to me, he asked, like you know, I asked him how much would you run Jordan primarily because like we like we were talking about how with Maurice Smith and Darius Washington both both being back in the depth chart, are they worth you know the extensive injury risk and then losing them for you know AC play like against Louisville, which now looks like a winnable game. Boston College, they suck. Wake Forest, no Sam Hartman, so you kind of want to like see like you know keep them fully healthy. So I'm like Jordan, would you keep Jordan probably not running as much? He's like, no, I would still run because that's you know probably a big part of your game plan. He's a dynamic runner, and I'm like, so maybe we should just teach him how to slide because that's the one thing that irks me. Your brother is Devin Travis, one of the best FSU baseball players we've had here. Yeah, I know you know how to slide, my guy. Just text Devin. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, I don't know. It's weird for me because like if that's your bread and butter, like that's what Jordan Travis has built a name for himself on. We know we're screwed if he gets injured. That's the case no matter what. But if it's also the case that this team can only meet its ceiling with him playing the way that he plays, I mean, it's a, it's a catch 22. I think you got to let him do what he needs to do to win this game. If God forbid he gets injured in the process, that's tough. Um, But if the running lanes are there, he's got to run the ball. Um, Like I said, that defensive line doesn't scare me at all against the run. Um, And if you're able to establish the run, that's only going to open up the passing game, which is going to make it easier for the offensive line, which is going to reduce his injury risk when he's sitting back there in the pocket. So all in all, I think it's worth it for him to run the ball as many times as he needs to. Not every play, not get skittish. And I don't think he'll get skittish. I don't think this game's too big for Jordan Travis. Um, But that said, I do expect a huge running game, including out of him. And I think that's the key to this game. I think it's the key to this game. I think that with LSU, we do need to watch out for probably that defensive line. Like, Dave, I do know what you're saying for they're younger, but, like, that still is a very, very top-tier defensive line. Like, Dave will probably post some stats later today, probably on the account to basically show. My boy did a lot of research, and I actually was very proud of him for that, for Dave's data hour over there. But, folks, (laughs) you know, it's opening weekend. We're super optimistic, super hopeful. Typically, that's not me and Dave's bread and butter. That's basically we're more of the tribal realists, but... It's opening weekend. Let's have some fun. Let's be some Tigers down. Let's enjoy. Let's go down there, take over the trap, and just basically have a good time. And folks, thank you to you to every single, each and every single one of you for making Locked On Seminoles first listen each and every single day. As always, five star reviews. You know, our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, where we get your podcast from on YouTube. Like this video, hit the subscribe button at Tippy Tippy Top. See you, Dave. I can do this too. Ding little bell so you know when new content drops, and always share with your friends. And Dave, last final words before we send the folks off into tailgating and uh, just basically having a good time today. Drake, we're going to win a primetime game. It's going to happen. The ACC also feels super winnable right now after watching those games yesterday, doesn't it? I know Clemson goes tomorrow. Watch them end up losing to Georgia Tech and we're in the driver's seat. Hell, this is going to be a cool year. Uh, it has a weird feeling to it, right? Like th- maybe this is maybe this is the weird cool year. I have like a tingling sensation just down. Just my, I, I just feel I feel good. But folks, as always, this was Drake and that was Dave. And we'll see you all next time. 
on Locked on Seminoles. Mike, take care of those Tigers. We'll see you when we're 2-0. Let's ride.